Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Welcome, friends, to another r slash nuclear revenge video. Today we've got a couple of crazy stories, but first, make sure to hit those like and subscribe buttons down below so you never miss any of my daily videos. That said, our first story of the day is I made my stepmom almost lose total custody of her child. The second saddest day of my life was when my dad married my stepmom. The first was when my mom died. I was devastated. My stepmom was a big bully when she was my teacher. Imagine having my bully move into the same house as me. My mom died when I was eight, and ever since it's been my dad and me. We cooked together, ate together, he dropped me at school and came back to pick me up. We had a close bond, but he soon started dating again, and I started dating too, so naturally we grew apart from each other. It wasn't that our relationship deteriorated, but we spent more time apart from each other and didn't go everywhere together as much as we used to. My dad's girlfriends were always great to me. They took me out to get haircuts and dressed me up. One of them went with me to a daughter-mother dance in school and taught me how to use a tampon. The one who taught me how to use it was my favorite, but sadly, she and my dad broke up because he wasn't ready to get married again. I was upset, but I soon got over it. I needed to mention that I had great relationships with my dad's exes, so everyone doesn't think I hated my stepmother for just no reason. My stepmother used to be my homeroom teacher. She was awful to me and treated me like crap. She watched all the boys bully me and make fun of my nose and did nothing, but if I dared talk back, she would say that I was being mean and threatened to punish me or take up my unruly behavior with the school authority. Sometimes she even laughed at the jokes other students made about me. I was very irritated by her and did my best to avoid her, but somehow she would try to get to me again. All her mean girl behavior stopped when my dad asked her out. She turned around so sharply it was almost scary. I still don't understand how someone can go from making snide comments about my body laughing at jokes I was the brunt of, to being so nice to me all of a sudden. My dad went on one date and called me that night to tell me he went out with my homeroom teacher. I didn't want to tell you when I was leaving because I didn't want you to get your hopes up, but now I'm certain that I want to be with her. We had an amazing time together. No, I screamed. Not her. Dad, you cannot date my homeroom teacher. I beg you. I begged frantically. He said, don't be dramatic. Look. I'll let you in on a secret. She won't be your homeroom teacher for much longer. She got a better job at a private high school. Thank God, I muttered. He said, you see? So it won't be me dating your homeroom teacher, just me dating another woman. I said, no, dad, you still can't date her. He says, why not? I sighed and thought of why my dad thinks I must have a reason. Should it not be enough that I simply don't want him to date her? I had never had any issues with who he dated. Why wasn't he considering me? I said, well, she picks on me. She once gave me an unfair detention. He says, you called your classmate a pig. You fat shamed the poor dude. I said, no, I called him a sexist pig. My dad shrugged and said, same thing. I said, you can't be with her dad. He said, I've made my choice. You don't get to decide who I date. I don't like that boy you're dating, but I let you date him anyway. I ran up to my room upset. My dad called after me, but I didn't answer him. I badly wished and hoped that their relationship would not make it past the second date, but it did. 
They kept going out and my dad introduced her to his mom and stepdad. Before she left school, she was extra nice to me. I always sneered at her and blatantly refused all of her fake show of concern because I didn't believe it was genuine. Once, my dad wanted me to join him in having dinner with her and her family, but I refused. She managed to convince everybody that she was trying to be gracious towards me, and I was the crazy stepdaughter who didn't want my dad to date anyone. It was frustrating trying to show my dad and grandmother that she was a horrible person. My dad soon proposed to her, and I swore to never attend their wedding. My dad was pissed and mad at me for that. All your life I've supported you in doing whatever it is that you want to do. I've paid for every single interest, given you the freedom to make your own decisions, and this is how you repay me, my dad said one day with so much hurt in his eyes. I'm disappointed in you, he said again, and walked out. I felt bad. Maybe I was overreacting. I thought maybe my stepmom was a good person. Maybe I only had to give her a chance and see that she was a kind person. As the wedding drew closer, I apologized to my dad and stepmom and promised to behave myself from then on. I attended their wedding and looked forward to us being friends when she moved in. She actually told me that she would like for us to be friends. I soon found out that I was right about my stepmother all along. She was a crappy woman, terribly insecure and competitive. She treated me as though we were competitors competing for my dad's love and affection, his attention too. If I were in the living room, talking to my dad and just telling him how my day went or trying to get relationship advice from him, she would waltz in and try to talk about herself. At first, I thought it wasn't deliberate. She probably didn't know she was being rude whenever she did that, but I soon started to doubt that it was deliberate when I saw the look of satisfaction in her eyes whenever she succeeded in taking my dad's attention. Sometimes my dad would say, Wait, my daughter's trying to tell me something. And then she would pout and put up an attitude for the rest of that day. It was so childish and irritating. Some other times, I chose to be the bigger person and would simply leave whenever she tries to interrupt my dad and me. She would also never let my dad breathe. She saw every woman around him as a threat, and she would yell at him for reasons that didn't even make sense. Not long after, my grandma caught wind of her attitude and warned her about how she always interjected in conversations and tried to make everything about her. She made a scene that day. My grandma was so upset that she picked up her purse and left, ignoring my dad's pleas for her to stay. My dad and his wife had been trying to have a baby, but I think they found out that my stepmom couldn't carry a baby. They didn't tell me this, but I knew from listening to my stepmom's endless outbursts and how she often declared that my dad would leave her because she couldn't give him children. Eventually, they settled for adoption and began the process. It was strenuous for both of them, but my stepmom made it worse. They would come home and she would yell at my dad and complain that he wasn't taking the process seriously because he has me in his life. I tried as much as I could to stay out of their issues, but sometimes... I'd have to tell them to keep it down because I wanted some quiet or I wanted to study. This never went well with my stepmom. She would yell at me too and my dad would yell at her back. We had a madhouse that period. Soon after they adopted my little sister, my dad suddenly was transferred by his office to another state. But my stepmom couldn't move with him because of me, their new baby, and her job. My dad came home on weekends, but on weekdays it was just my stepmom, sister, and I. When my dad left, my stepmom reverted to the mean teacher I had. 
She sneered at me, called me silly very often, and had a very serious problem with me having my friends over. Once, she said my friends were noisy. All teenagers are noisy, I pointed out to her. She should have known what she signed up for when she agreed to marry my dad. After that day, when the doorbell rang, she would answer the door and tell my friends I wasn't home and wouldn't allow them to come in to wait for me. She did that three different times. My friends would tell me they came over and my stepmom said I wasn't home. Meanwhile, I was in my room watching TV, reading, or just doing whatever. I was too scared to confront her about it because I knew how she behaved whenever she was mad. She could lie to my dad that I did something terrible and then get him to withdraw my privileges. I told my friends to not bother coming over to my house, and I went to visit them instead. One would think your stepmom would chill out since she has a child now, one of my friends said. I tolerated my stepmother for so long, but I could only take so much. The last straw that broke the camel's back was when she hit me. I was in the kitchen that day blending fruits for a smoothie when she came in holding her head in her hands. Keep it down, she shouted. I can't keep it down, it's a blender. Then turn it off, gosh. I was annoyed. She made a lot of noise all the time, yelling at the nanny, yelling at the dog, yelling at her toddler, husband, and me. I don't complain about how much noise she makes, but she wouldn't let me blend fruits in peace. I'm sorry. I can't turn it off, I replied to her. She walked up to where I was blending my fruits and disconnected the blender from the socket. I watched her in utter surprise that she would do that. She yells at me a lot, but she had never even come into my space before then. Now you're being a witch, I screamed, and she slapped me. I held my cheek in shock and tried to walk away, but she held me by my shirt and apologized. I snatched my shirt from her and walked away. I considered calling my dad immediately, but I knew he wouldn't handle it. He can't handle it the way I want it anyway, so I called my friend instead. She was the most mischievous person ever, and I needed ideas on how to get back at my stepmom. She had to pay. Oh my goodness, call the police, my friend said as soon as I told her what had happened. I said I can't. They say, why not? I say she's good at lying. She could tell them I was rude to her or lie about something else. They said, so what if you were rude to her? That doesn't justify hitting you. She's not even your mother. I sighed and burst into tears. I was hurt by what my stepmom had done. They said, I think you should talk to your dad about this. I really do. I thanked my friend and ended the call. An idea soon came to my mind. I was going to call the social welfare department and report what had happened to them. Another friend's mom was a social worker, so I asked her for the number to call. I called and told them that I wasn't sure my sister was safe with her stepmom. I told them she was violent and had just hit me. I also mentioned how she gets drunk and violent. I lied about that. She didn't get violent whenever she got drunk, but she did drink a lot of alcohol. She was probably having a hangover when she came to me with her head in her hands, ordering me to turn off the blender. I also told them that she yelled a lot. I knew that would be corroborated by our neighbors who most likely would have heard her yell many times in the past. When Child Protective Services came to our house, my dad was home. He was shocked that she hit me and kept asking why I didn't tell him. Of course, I couldn't tell him. He was cruel to have left me with her in the first place. The only reason he accepted the transfer was to stay away from her, but he expected me to live with her. My stepmom knew I reported her, so she held me by the shoulders and shook me violently. It took my dad and the policeman they came with to release me from her grip. You know what I went through to have my child, she kept repeating in tears. She should have thought about that before putting her filthy hands on me. I didn't care about her tears and drama. 
Now that her daughter was going to be taken away, she can have a little time to herself to reflect on what a terribly abusive person she was. That day, my sister was taken from her. My stepmom wailed that night. Two of her friends came to console her. My dad was too mad at her, so he was in his room. She eventually got her daughter back, but that was months later. And after she was able to convince the authorities that she was capable of caring for the child and was staying away from alcohol, my stepmom, who used to be so loud, suddenly became very calm. She tiptoed around the house and minded her business ever since. My dad soon met someone in the state where he worked, and they asked for a divorce. She refused, but they were separated for a while, and she moved out. They got back together, but that was years later. I'd left the house when that happened. To this day, my stepmother and I don't have a good relationship. But of course, I'm not bothered about that. Not in the least. Anyway, that was how I got my stepmother to be away from her precious child for months. I don't regret lying against her. If you think about it, it wasn't really a lie anyway. She deserved everything that happened to her. Honestly, considering how awful of a person she is, do you feel like the punishment they got, you know, losing their kid for a few months at the most, honestly wasn't even, like, that bad? Like, maybe they deserved worse? Let me know what you guys think in the comments down below. That said, our final story of the day is brother told my parents about my adult magazines, so I filmed him getting busy with his girlfriend. The concept of sibling rivalry is one of the most underestimated topics in society nowadays. Parents look at petty squabbles among siblings and, instead of doing something about it, they wave it off, thinking that the kids would grow out of it on their own. This is often not true, because life is a competition. Every human is born competitive and whenever they feel like they would get a bigger reward than the others for doing something or not doing something, that's what they do, without thought for other people. The most popular reward among siblings is the parents' approval. Whenever I think about it now, I find it funny because the competition between me and my elder brother Danny for our parents' approval almost tore us apart. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Storytime is sponsored by BetterHelp. Nearly everyone at some point in their life will struggle with their mental health, whether that's something stressful at work, in a personal relationship, or something else. I know that I really struggled with anxiety in my early 20s and therapy was a massive help for me. That's why I'm a massive fan of therapy and today's sponsor, BetterHelp. 
If there is anything in your life, big or small, that is negatively affecting you, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. It's an online therapy service that, after finishing a small questionnaire, will match you with a licensed therapist, where you can book appointments that match up with your schedule at any place or any time. And if you feel like you're not bonding with your therapist, you can switch at any point for free. Also, therapy isn't just if you're struggling with mental health. If you're looking for guidance or ways to improve your social skills, life, or relationships, it's a great judgment-free way of doing that. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com StorytimePod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash StorytimePod. We were at each other's throats for pretty much all the time, and we even almost got physical. Let me tell you how it all happened. I was born in a very religious home. My dad was a leader in the church, and ours was one of the most respected families in town. We were actually the archetype of what a holy family should be like, and people actually looked up to us. This made my father train us in the way of religion. Every day before anything else, we would pray, and then recite a verse from the Bible we'd been told to read the day before. We were also expected to be in church during all the midweek services, even if we have a heap of homework we had to do. Like I said before, we were very religious. My older brother Danny had no problem with conforming to dad's rules and lifestyle. He reads the Bibles for hours on end every weekend, and he makes sure to always volunteer for any church-related activities. Me, on the other hand, religion? Uh, It wasn't my thing. There are so many unanswered questions and so many confusing messages in the Bible. Like, bruh, why can't it just be straightforward? Apart from the confusion, I also thought it to be too stressful and stifling. I mean, I should have a life outside of my family and church for crying out loud. But this was impossible because I spent most of my waking hours in church or doing some church-related activity. Anytime I tried to pull back a little by missing a service, I get grounded. I must admit, at one point, I got a bit jealous of my brother Danny. I wondered how he was able to just be good. Something I've always struggled with. I didn't ask him any questions, I decided to just watch him for a bit, just to see how he does it, and to my surprise, I found out that he was also like me. He didn't fancy religion and he was just faking it to gain more attention from our parents. I knew this because 1. I noticed that he only reads the Bible on weekends. Weekends, the only time my dad was actually at home, and when my dad wasn't watching or left the living room, he would drop the Bible or notebook and do something else. I watched him for a few more days, till I was sure that this was what was actually happening. When I was sure, I started to do the same thing. I'd go to church during the midweek service with my phone and airpods, and I'll sit in the last row where no one can see me, and I'll just text and play games. During the weekends, I'd sit in the living room with my bible and pretend to read. When my dad would walk by, he would smile and nod approval at me. It was really nice, and things started to change in the house. The only one that had a problem with my newfound holiness was my brother Danny. You see, Danny had always gotten all the attention and approval from our parents, and now that I was getting some too, it felt like I was shifting in on his turf. It wasn't comfortable for him. Like every other child, he didn't want to share the attention he was getting from our parents. He wanted to remain the golden son, so he decided to take drastic action to secure his position. Hence the beginning of our sibling rivalry. Danny started to look for ways to ridicule me in front of our parents. One time during our Sunday lunch, he started to talk about the sermon we listened to in church and how powerful it was. 
My dad promptly engaged in the conversation, rambling on and on about the subject. Then, Danny turned to me and asked me a question about the sermon. It was a simple question, and I would have known how to answer it if I'd actually paid attention in church. That Sunday, I'd promised my friends in school that I'd be online to play Call of Duty Mobile with them. So, I sat in the back row as I did during the midweek services. I made sure to check that my mom and dad were in the front seats, listening to the sermon with rapt attention before I started to play. Little did I know that Danny saw me in the back row, not listening to the preacher. The table went silent as I looked from my mom to my dad to Danny. I cleared my throat and shifted uncomfortably in my seat till my father spoke up. He asked me the same question again, and when I couldn't answer, he went on a long rant about how I constantly disappoint him and how I need to sit up and become responsible like my brother Danny. I turned to Danny with a deep scowl and I thought on my mind, game on. The next few weeks, I started to work up to my dad's approval again. I read the Bible for real and asked questions. My dad could spend hours answering one question, but it was worth it. I wouldn't let Danny win. After some time, I got back into my dad's good graces and I started to look for ways to bring Danny down. I didn't want to tell dad about the fake Bible reading Danny does in the living room during the weekends because that would also affect me. I got nothing. It was as though my brother Danny knew I was onto him and he'd cleaned up his act. He was so prim and proper at home, and even I started to believe that he was kind of a saint. I decided to broaden my horizon. I told my friends in school about my problem and how I needed to get dirt on him. I couldn't watch him in school myself, so I wouldn't tip him off. My friends got to work immediately, and after a few weeks of incessant digging, they still found nothing. I was really desperate when they said this, and I decided that if there wasn't dirt on him, we'll have to make some dirt. Yeah, I might have gone too far with this one, but what can I say, I was a desperate idiot. My friends thought that I had gone mad when I told them my plan. I don't blame them though, it was a really crazy plan. I wanted one of them to pick a fight with him in the hallway when there was a teacher nearby. Danny was tall and huge, and we knew that none of us would stand a chance if we went toe-to-toe to him. We used rock, paper, scissors to decide who was going to go. Eventually, one of my friends, Billy, was the unlucky one. He gulped and ran to Danny in the hallway. He made a show of pretending that Danny hit him. Then he started to shove Danny, provoking him more and more. When Danny couldn't take it anymore, he took a swing at the boy. Unfortunately for Danny, a teacher was behind him when he threw the punch. He wasn't allowed to explain himself. He was put in detention till the principal could get our parents on the phone. When they did, both our mom and dad came to get him. Danny was suspended for two weeks because it wasn't a regular fight. The kid he punched was a younger student than himself, so it was even deemed a more intense form of bullying. Along with the punishment from school, Danny was also grounded for the two weeks that he'll be at home. It was terrible, and I kind of felt sorry for him. When we got home, he walked up to me and whispered into my ear, I know you did this. I don't know how, but I know you're responsible for this. Watch your back, because I'm coming for you. I was kind of scared, but I made sure to be careful under the scrutinizing gaze of Danny. There was no way he could get to me. Or so I thought. Two weeks later, he went back to school, and everything went back to normal once again. He started to suck up to Dad to gain his attention once again. He worked even harder than I did, and when he was back in Dad's good graces... I expected that he would set his sights back on me to pull me down once again. But for the first few weeks, 
nothing like that happened. Danny went about his business like nothing had happened between us, and it took a while, but I finally let down my guard. I thought he was trying to call a truce, so I just went with it. Until one day, Danny said he wasn't feeling very well. He asked my parents if he could stay at home, and they said sure. They didn't try to take him to the hospital because Danny usually gets panic attacks whenever they visit the hospital. I didn't suspect anything because Danny was a good actor. He really knew how to pretend to be sick and I fell for it. I went to school, had lunch, hung out with my friends, then went straight to church after school. Danny didn't show up to church either. Now that struck me as odd. I couldn't remember the last time that Danny missed a service in the church. And I even started to fear for his health, because that meant he was really ill, right? Wrong. I rushed home after the service to see if he was okay, and to my surprise, he was. I got home, I saw him watching a movie, popcorn in hand. He was also very happy, like oddly bright and happy. I shrugged it off at first. Maybe the sickness wasn't that serious. Then I hurried upstairs to my bedroom. The first thing that caught my attention was the sellotape I stuck at the front of the door. I use this method to ensure that no one entered my room when I'm not around, but today, the sellotape is loose, which means somebody got in. There was only one person at home, and my first instinct was to march downstairs and confront him, but then I thought about it. Why would he sneak into my room if he wasn't looking for something? My eyes widened in shock as realization hit. I stumbled into my room to check if everything was intact. Most importantly, my collection of adult magazines which I hid under the loose floorboard by the side of my dresser. You see, as I said before, my family was insanely religious, and because of this there are certain things that were deemed illegal for us kids to be in possession of. One such thing is a bunch of hustler magazines. But as I've also said before, I wasn't really into religion. I got introduced to the world of adult magazines in school and I started to buy some of my own. There wasn't anywhere to keep it at first, so I pried open one of the floorboards in my room, then dug a hole under it. I chose a strategic area, which was beside the dresser by my bedside. No one would notice it was loose, except if they actually bent down and were looking for loose floorboards. But here I stood now, in my room, prying open the floorboard and it was empty. I wanted to scream as the fear overtook me. I felt a chill run through my spine as I continued to look at the empty hole. When I got myself, I hurried down the stairs into the living room and begged Danny not to tell my parents about the magazine. He seemed surprised that I actually figured it out so quickly, but he promptly denied having anything to do with the magazines. He was lying and I knew it. I told him I'd do anything he wanted, but still he was adamant. Well, at the dinner table, Dad said the prayers and they all dug into their dinner. I couldn't eat because I knew what to expect, and I was right. Halfway into dinner, Danny brought the magazines from under the table and showed my parents. Dad was mortified. Mom was speechless. I was grounded for two months, and they seized my phone and laptop indefinitely. My dad scolded me thoroughly all through dinner and then praised Danny for bringing the magazine to their notice. I was so mad at Danny that I wanted to strangle him in his sleep, but I had to bide my time. I knew that Danny was also faking his saintly personality, and that means he'll have secrets also. I told my friends about the incident. They laughed at me, but they eventually decided to help. After another few weeks of digging, they found nothing. 
One day, we decided to hang out in the cafeteria, dwelling on our failure. Then out of the blue, Billy said something like, I just wish we could get his girlfriend on our side. She'd know something we don't. Wait, what? I turned to face Billy with wide eyes. I didn't know that Danny had a girlfriend. It was forbidden in our household, because relationships like that led to premarital... you know. Wait, if Danny has a secret girlfriend, that could mean they could have been doing it. I told my friends about this and we made a new plan. Billy and the other guys followed the girlfriend and they found out that Danny usually met up with his girlfriend during the weekend in her house when he was supposed to be studying with friends. They reported back to me and the next week they went back to take a video. The girl's parents are usually not around so they could enter the house without much resistance. Her bedroom door was unlocked probably because she wasn't expecting anyone to be around. They cracked the door open and took a short video of Danny and his girlfriend in the act and gave it to me in school via flash drive a few days later. That same day, at dinner, I asked my mom to lend me her laptop since mine was still seized. I told her that I had something important to show her. When she saw the video, she almost choked on her food. My father was even more shocked than when he saw my magazines because they knew I had a problem with religion since the beginning. But they were so sure that Danny was the good son. They were so surprised that they forgot to ask how I got the video. Danny stuttered and hyperventilated as he saw himself on the screen with his girlfriend. When he realized there was nothing he could say to explain the video, he went silent. He got grounded for the rest of the year, and he had to break up with his girlfriend. After that day, it was as though he couldn't do anything right in my dad's eyes anymore. It was fun to watch. I wouldn't have mind sharing the spotlight at home, but he was too selfish, and he brought it upon himself. Isn't it just sad that both of these kids have to go to such antics to fake enthusiasm in religion so that they pass as being acceptable golden children in their dad's eyes? You would just think, ideally, they wouldn't have to put on any theatrics or be at each other's throats just because they want to be themselves and believe in what they want to believe. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another absolutely crazy revenge story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out the video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.